0: Nobody wanted to get high with me in high school. Seriously, I had a few freakouts that freaked everybody out and like ruined the vibe. And everyone was like, whoa, like don't hang out with this girl ever again. Like don't bring her around. <laughs> so it's ironic that now I write about weed.
1: Hello and welcome to Here in LA Venice Edition. You know, this is our last episode of Venice. It'll be sad to say goodbye to the beautiful neighborhood by the beach, but we're going to do it in a grand finale style. Today, we talk with Mary Carrion, the editor in chief of Snoop Dogg's lifestyle website called Mary Jane. Before Mary nabbed this sweet gig, she was the news editor of High Times. You remember that one. She also wrote for years at the OC Weekly. We're going to talk about drugs, weed, shrooms, uh, dabs, growing up in OC, and why she's returned to Venice after living near Abbot Kenny for a little while and then moving out. We're so lucky to have her. Fire up whatever makes you happy and sit back as we chat with Mary Carrier. Hey, everybody. I am here blocks away from the beach with the beautiful Mary Carrion. Hi. That's a a, 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 a nice sounding name that just rolls right off the tongue.
0: Thanks. Thank you.
1: <laughs> what is your background?
0: In what? You're, just... you, you look,
1: you're, you're a brown goddess, oh, basically. Oh, thank you. <laughs> a brown hippie goddess.
0: Thank you. I'm I'm Mexican, Guatemalan, and Irish. And probably other things. That's just what I've been told my whole life. I've never done a DNA test or whatever, but, you know, because I smoke weed. They can't come after me. They'll have my, they'll have my info, you know? <laughs> Are you worried about that? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I am, but that's, I guess, kind of why I haven't done it. The Irish,
1: do you have like a, a, a half Irish grandma? Oh, yes. Is that oh, what it is? Oh,
0: yes, yes. Her name was Xenia Zin, Ozin. Wow. I know. Xenia Yvonne Ozin. And then she came... Uh, I think that she was born here, actually. But yeah, she was an ozin. And she was a feisty, feisty lady. Very feisty lady.
1: The main reason I'm speaking with you today mm-hmm. is because you are the weed person. You Thanks. are the drug person. And it's always nice to know somebody who's educated in this world. And I feel like Venice is the perfect home for somebody like you.
0: Thank you. Would
1: you agree? Thanks.
0: Yeah, I think that there, uh, I think that there are people here who vibe on the same wavelength but then there are people who kind of take it too far you know there are uh there's a lot of young people here very very young people here who seem like they're partying for the first time ever and then there are (laughs) the people here who have been partying their whole lives and maybe need to slow down and just like you know drink some green juice go on a run kind of thing but you know Well, this is is
1: kind of the home for green juices and running and then coming home to your five-foot bong.
0: Totally. Got one in the closet.
1: So Mary is the editor in chief of Mary Jane.
0: Yeah, I'm the only person doing doing the editorial at Mary Jane. So I've assumed all of the responsibilities.
1: <laughs> you know, you could have fooled me because when I look at that website, um, it looks like a full staff.
0: Oh, thank you. Wow, that means a lot to me. Thank you. It does. Thank you.
1: So you were so everything that 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 we read. By the way, it's spelled M E R R Y. Correct. And it's owned by Snoop Dogg. Correct. And so anything that we see there, you have line edited, maybe?
0: Oh, yeah. I edit for content. I edit for copy. I edit all of it.
1: Did you assign it
0: also? Yes. It's my brain. (laughs) It's my brain, basically. Why are you allowing me time with you today? (laughs) Because you rock,
1: Tony. Thank you. Yeah, that's why. Editor-in-chief of Mary Jane with Snoop Dogg as the publisher. That's a dream, right?
0: It's dreamy. It's, I mean, being able to write about weed and help others write about weed and also be in a 420 friendly workspace changes the game for sure.
1: And before Mary Jane, you were the news editor at um, High Times. Correct. Which is also a dream.
0: Also a dream. It was wild over there.
1: <laughs> and you told me that, th- that that newsroom was in Westwood?
0: Yes. Yes, it's moved around a bit. But yeah, it's it is it was in Westwood when I was there. I think it's in Venice now.
1: Oh, I think,
0: but I don't know where. I don't know where.
1: Was uh was high times the newsroom that we all imagine it was?
0: I think at one point it was absolutely the newsroom it once was. There were journalists in there who every major publication wanted. You know, like the Washington Post wanted, the New York Times wanted. You know, back in the day it was definitely that. Um, and they had a really amazing publisher back in the day too, but just, you know, from as history has progressed and that publication has been sold a dozen times and gone through hands, uh, it is a different newsroom now.
1: (laughs) I imagine you mean more corporate.
0: Yeah, it's definitely more corporate there. Uh, where I was, they were mostly focused on the digital and just focused on digital. They're still producing the, uh, the magazine, but it's, Much different than it was but what
1: i mean is there it doesn't like cheech and chong is working there there's not bongs there's not there's bongs are there clouds of smoke
0: there's clouds of smoke oh yeah oh and dabs it was mostly dabs i would say
1: you know i didn't even think about dabs
0: (laughs) oh yeah it was mostly dabs yeah
1: mostly dabs mostly
0: dabs yeah and that's
1: because these are experienced smokers And so a joint getting passed around isn't going to do anything for them?
0: Well, like the joints were just kind of something that people did with like their coffee or something. Yeah, we had a little balcony that people like went out on and stuff. Um, But there would always be one office that was like the party office that you'd go in there and everyone had their own dab rig and everyone was hitting it. And, you know, it was a riot for sure.
1: (laughs) Okay, I've only... Okay, I'm 54 years old. How old are you?
0: I am... 31 this is why I ask I feel like
1: I come from a different generation
0: Mm.
1: and um and so when I see what it takes to do a dab I'm like (laughs) I really now feel like I am doing drugs as opposed to if I roll a joint it's just hey it's this natural hippie thing you know what I'm saying but so 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 make me feel better about dabs.
0: yeah, I would actually say that while dabs do kind of have that uh, druggy vibe. Uh, there is new technology now that is less druggy uh, they the it's called a puffco peak and it's basically like a vaporizer. you just put the like the wax in or you put your concentrate in and then it vaporizes it and its looks like a, a baby cute bong actually. <laughs> I have one if you want to try it, Tony. Uh, And I would also say that concentrates are, smoking concentrates is like the wine of cannabis because you get the most flavorful terpenes. And the terpenes are what give weed its flavors, its smells, its effects even. And the concentrates is where you can grasp fully a defined flavor that is what, you know, lights your mouth on fire. And you're like, holy shit, that tasted like an orange bomb. And that was so good. Or, oh, wow, that tasted like lavender. Holy shit. Wow. You know,
1: this is why I like talking to uh, professionals in this industry. You, your vocabulary, (laughs) not just yours, but the people that you work with as well. I don't hear anywhere else. And at first I was like, oh, they're just learning this so that it's just not like, oh yeah, man, this is gonna get you really high. But but there's this science behind this, and there's all these nuances within. And I guess I never think about the taste of the pot unless I dig into an old film canister and it's shitty. Totally. And then I'm like, oh, this sounds. This is bad. I should take this out of my go bag for
0: sure. For, <laughs> su- <laughs> for
1: sure. Because if the world has ended, I don't want to the smoke this shitty
0: weed. Yeah.
1: Which which was surprising to me, because I just always assumed weed doesn't go bad.
0: Weed goes bad. It totally does. I mean, yeah, it all degrades it. And if even if you have the most purple weed ever, it'll eventually degrade and degrade and degrade and you'll get more orange hairs on it. And that's a sign that it has kind of all turned to, I think it's CBN. And that's like what makes you, gives you couch lock. Oh. I know. So like old weed will probably give you couch lock, even if it's like a sativa or whatever, whatever you want to call it.
1: I'm glad you put it in quotes. But, but so wax, does wax degrade less? Mm,
0: I, that's a great question. I think, Look at it, me. I think it does degrade less. I think it kind of has a sh- longer shelf life. Um, but, you know, there are some people who will argue me and say no, and they put theirs in the freezer and they like, you know, really try and keep theirs in like a humidifier of some sort Wow. Or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think another
1: reason I stay away from the dabs, although I will try this puffy,
0: Puffco Peak,
1: Puffco Peak, shout out to Puffco. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine your, your mailbox at Mary Jane's. Is it oh. the best? I mean, cause I, I, see all these cute little canisters. You didn't buy any of this, right?
0: I did not. Wait, let me just double what check. What a job. No, yeah, no, I didn't what a buy job. any of this. I bought this.
1: <laughs> What's that?
0: This is hempwick. So I, I'm not like you know huffing uh, lighter fluid when I hit a bong or if I hit like a pipe or something. So I light this, and then it a little flame comes up, you know, on the hemp wick, and then I just boop, light wow. my bong or whatever. Yeah. <laughs>
1: you were meant I, for, you were meant for Venice.
0: <laughs> I guess so. It
1: looks like a ball of twine yeah. that somebody would use if they're flying a kite. True. Yeah. And I also
0: made a necklace out of it. It's here. It's right here. <laughs>
1: and, but there's one loose end that I guess you use like kind of a, a wick.
0: Yeah, exactly. And
1: that's what you light your your what with?
0: I mean, you could light this pipe with it.
1: <laughs> Beautiful <laughs> this clean little, this little pipe. glass pipe. Yeah,
0: you got to keep your glass clean. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, until recently, used to have the dirtiest bong ever. It was so gross. And then I didn't realize that, you know, leaving the water in there for a long time oh no, like the b- bacteria and the mold and things that grow in there. Just wash your bongs, guys.
1: You put sativa in quotes, and I love that. Because I recently saw a TikTok. Again, when you're in your 50s, how are you going to learn? TikTok's a trip. When I was in my 30s, I had a 19-year-old girlfriend. So she taught me. Totally. It's not real cool to have a 19-year-old girlfriend anymore. (laughs) And all of my, like, friends and all of my peers, even my younger peers, are kind of over this now. So they don't teach me Mm -hmm. any longer. Of course, I go to Mary Jane to try to learn things. But... I love that you put it in, in quotes because on TikTok, there's a couple of really great TikTokers. One is Asian scientist who who has like the chemicals, um, like a little toy of all the chemicals and teaches you things. But this other guy was saying that that's all baloney. It is. You? Oh, really?
0: It is, yeah. So
1: I can buy indica. I used to avoid
0: it. Yeah, yes, you can absolutely buy indica. In fact, yesterday I was just thinking that the the yeah the the marketing around sativa and indica is a bunch of baloney. In fact, there are some what we would call indicas that if you smoke during the day, it will give you energy, or like it will keep you clear-headed, you know, and not hinder you from, I don't know, doing things. I, I don't day. want to be
1: in in the couch. Totally. I want to be well. I'll, I'll put it this way: I've even stopped smoking pot in the daytime for sure because I it does it does. Screw up my, my mom just, just berated me for cursing on this thing.
0: (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) That's my pause.
1: (laughs) It does F me up in the daytime because it's supposed to.
0: Right. Totally. You buy the good stuff so that it does stuff to you. Right. Yeah. So that you feel it. So,
1: okay. So if Indica and Sativa are, if I can't go by that any longer, what should I look at to determine what I should buy?
0: Terpenes, you go by the terpene profiles and there are, you, there's probably, I would say like a handful of main terpenes, like the most popular terpenes. And what we would consider sativas usually have uh, around the same amount and around the same kind of terpenes, which would be like, let's see, like limonene, which is uh, more citrusy uh, sense and let's see what else caro <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the weird citrus
1: ones. i feel like there's an orange like a, not orange kush orange uh, sure orange orange
0: i'm sure there is an orange kush uh right but yeah there's there's a great there's a ton of really great citrus citrus ones like lemon og lemon haze orange sherbert oh so many and they're all so good they're all my yeah they're so good
1: should i should i ignore the names too
0: yeah, probably.
1: Because those have been bastardized, right?
0: Yes. they. Uh, so many people, so many businesses will get a batch of cannabis either from somewhere or they grew it. And the original name will be like nine pound hammer. But because that name is not necessarily attractive, they'll change it to like sprinkle ice cream cone or OG or something like that. Uh, we were also
1: nervous about the legalization because we were afraid that the tobacco companies would just shift and just totally take over. They've got the fields, they've got the production, they can make it look like a real cigarette. Has that happened? It doesn't seem like to me that that's happened.
0: It's happening. Really? Oh, yeah. Big time. There, it's it's happening in sneaky ways. Right now, the law in pretty much every uh, region that is legal has kind some sort of protect like window like of time where big huge corporations, specifically like big tobacco, can't really come in. So how big tobacco has responded Uh, like responded to that is by investing in certain brands. A lot of that's happening in Canada because Canada is federally legal. A lot of big tobacco is not investing necessarily yet in United States or just not that heavily, but they're doing it under different names. They're doing it under, you know, different shell companies investing. So, yeah, it's happening for sure. Also, Philip Morris is trying to take its they're trying to remove all of their tobacco products they want to ban their tobacco their own tobacco products like by 2030 (laughs) or something crazy like that like why in the hell would they want to do that and they're also trying to come out with a uh uh, what is it a like herbal smoke line they didn't say it was cannabis but you know herbal smoke line so you're saying this is
1: all a big plot to transition
0: Yeah, it's happening. They're like, they have been, they're lobbying, I think, in the UK, Philip Morris, for that.
1: Are there any celebrity weed lines that we should think about?
0: I think that everybody should be cautious of celebrity weed brands because it's just capitalism doing its thing per usual. And a lot of celebrities do not have a relationship with the plant. Yes, And they don't have like a full cannabis, uh, like business. And what I mean by that is like, they're not in the grow. They're not even paying for people, people that they know to like grow cannabis. You know, they're just kind of hopping on to some, they're just hopping on to like, have like a white label product basically. So they're taking other people's weed and putting their name on it. And they're like, Hey, this is whoever's weed. And sometimes that's shitty. I mean, sometimes they don't even smoke weed and that's even shittier and that sucks. And I you know, I don't know.
1: Now we can trust Seth Rogen, right?
0: Yeah, we can trust Seth Rogen. That was a hesitant. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I- Isn't he friends with Snoop? He's definitely friends with Is Snoop. Is he partner with Mary Jane? He has a partnership with Mary Jane. I mean, I like Seth, don't get me wrong. Okay. But I just have a little concern about plant. I mean, it's it's good, it gets you high. But God bless you, (laughs) it's good. It gets you. What's your concern? Well, you know, just some of my friends that I have, we have discussed what, you know, compared to a lot of stuff that's grown here and that has like very beautiful terpene content and it tastes certain ways. One of my friends, I won't say who, but she did a review on a houseplant and she said that it tasted like Denver. It tasted like Colorado. And specifically what she means by that is it kind of tastes like hay dust. Just a little. It's a little dry. It doesn't have the same depth of flavor that maybe some of these other brands have.
1: You know what's crazy is Seth Rogen will hear this.
0: Seth is going to be mad at me. He's gonna, Sorry, Seth. Have you met him? I haven't met him. He seems like
1: the nicest person in the whole world.
0: I mean, his ashtrays are amazing. Right. Dude, he's talented.
1: So, may, so should he... Would Snoop allow you to be a consultant for Seth's? Uh, would you accept it if, if it was kosher?
0: Oh, for sure. I definitely would. But I don't see that happening. <laughs> oh, I but do. But like maybe. But I mean, yeah, Seth, what's up, dude? Because again, who better than you? I would love that. I think actually, I think that I could help him. I could help him in a couple ways. Also, I- his packaging, it has so much just plastic and stuff around oh. it. And I'm like, yo, like we can't be doing that anymore.
1: Let's finish up with that. I was sold a bill of goods with this legal pot. First, yeah. I was told black people were going to be rich again. <laughs> For sure. Didn't happen. It's Yeah. Black people. I mean, the story of a black woman having a cannabis store is news now.
0: Right. It is, <laughs> Which yeah, is yeah. nuts. I know. But I was also
1: told that the hemp would be everywhere. I haven't seen hemp anything really.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's so stupid because the only way hemp is being utilized in the illegal context is like people are trying to smoke hemp. It's so dumb. I mean, sure. Yeah. Great. Smoke hemp if you want, but like, that's not what we should be using hemp for. We we should be using hemp for literally everything else. Plastic, like (laughs) plastics, tables, biofuels. Seth's,
1: Seth's box should be hemp.
0: Absolutely. Again, the fact that the cannabis industry has not started utilizing hemp for packaging is beyond me. I don't understand why we're going so slow with that, why we haven't realized that. Is
1: hemp just not a profitable uh, crop?
0: I think that it's an insanely profitable crop. Really? Yes. And I, it, that's why I'm so confused. Like, no, Also, yes, it's an insanely profitable crop. There is one issue in that California does not have hemp regulations, even though it is technically federally legal.
1: So our governor, who now has a second life, yep. maybe he might be open to this now?
0: I keep, uh, that would be great. He better be.
1: Because he's never going to lose again now.
0: He's not going to lose now. Which is good. Yeah, it is good. The recall. What was that?
1: Uh, since we're talking about politics a little bit, I thought Joe Biden was going to legalize this stuff. Mm, I know. I mean, Um, it was it was like kind of a quiet promise. Yeah. Was it what
0: was I hallucinating? No, no. He definitely talked on he definitely spoke on it. Uh, That's why a lot of people were like a lot of people in weed anyway, were definitely pushing for Biden over Trump. Obviously, other reasons, too. But, you know, that was one of the big ones. Um, Kamala Harris, I think was the one who was very, more vocal about it, saying that she would talk to the president and everything would be fine, and I'm not really sure how that's going, because it doesn't seem like he's really into it.
1: permission from your landlord to grow weed
0: well I think that if you look at the law it says that no matter what you are able to have six plants and by law
1: okay if I get kicked out that couch looks really comfortable
0: okay yeah yeah you're welcome here it's all good <laughs> we're steps from the beach you are you're welcome here <laughs> okay so let's talk
1: about that and we'll go back to drugs <laughs> okay You are just moving into this place.
0: I am. Yes.
1: So this is what I love about this neighborhood thing is I've talked to longtime residents and I wanted to talk to some people who have left. And I also want to talk to people who've moved here recently. So you are one of those people. And, um, well, for, okay. Your boyfriend, is he of color?
0: He's not. He's from Ohio. (laughs) As white as can be. He's he's white. (laughs) Yep.
1: Do you consider yourselves gentrifiers?
0: Um, hmm, that's a great question. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think a so. Latina yeah. could ever
1: be considered that, I don't right? think so.
0: And the reason why is because th- this place is not, you know, a super fancy place
1: you've made it look really nice thanks but you're right to the left of us is a a super fancy
0: yes and that way too
1: this is an og regular i don't want to say regular because obviously
0: there's some history in this pad apparently there There is like ghost history even yeah are you into ghosts uh, well you know as much as i can be with all my crystals and things
1: (laughs) okay so if if the man that you loved didn't live here would you have also considered venice as a place for your apartment
0: i've lived in venice before oh yeah i've i've lived everywhere i feel where like. did you live when you lived in venice i lived off of abbot kinney so i guess in that sense i was a gentrifier i don't know but i've also moved in with my friend there so she was already living there
1: now you talk about people who have their shit together sorry mm-hmm. ma but you seem to and abbot kinney we can we can you're shaking your head.
0: Yeah. because That's not your scene? I mean, I don't know. A little bit. It's very bougie and snooty. <laughs> but I mean, you,
1: you're wearing nice clothes. Thanks. Snoop pays you well and you deserve to be paid well.
0: Thanks. He could pay me a little more. Whoop! Snoop. <laughs> but like,
1: I can see you in Jelena.
0: Yeah. I mean, Jelena has good pizza and I love pizza. <laughs> So,
1: (laughs) But I can see you buying this $4 uh, coffee. I could see you at the, what is that? The the farmer's daughter getting. Oh,
0: yeah. The butcher's daughter. Butcher's daughter. Yeah. I've never been there, actually. Okay, then I can't see you there.
1: (laughs) There's beautiful young women like you walking all up and down Abbott Kinney. They don't look like me and they don't look like Snoop Dogg. That's true. So I feel like you would feel comfortable there a little bit, even if your heart's not in it.
0: For sure. Um, I think that's an effect of growing up in Orange County.
1: Oh, is that where you grew up? That's
0: where I grew up. Where? I grew up in San Clemente.
1: I don't even know where that is.
0: It's like the last city in Orange County before getting into San Diego.
1: Way down there.
0: Mm-hmm. Surf Town. Are you a surfer? I used to when I was younger. Yeah.
1: In high school, were you smoking pot?
0: You know, not too, too much. Not too much, but a little bit. And I was very skeptical of it and I didn't want it. So I would like avoid it. Good and video. I would try. I would try to avoid it and yes. kind of like dance around it, you know. So I got. I got started writing about weed at OC Weekly. That was where I got started, and um, I had, was reporting on city council meetings and reporting on the dispensaries that were opening and kind of the fallout and the results of the dispensary lottery that happened, which was rigged. By the way, Mayor Polito.
1: Mary's looking at the microphone with
0: (laughs) with anger (laughs) yeah um,
1: rigged because minorities didn't get he
0: was was bought out that man was bought out and while they say there's no paperwork to show that we all know that that's what happened because the big
1: companies got the
0: yeah there were just certain people who you know either had multiple tickets who had purchased limousines and wined and dined mayor, Polito, yeah. And the mayor of San Clemente? No, that was the mayor of Santa Ana. Oh yeah. And, and
1: Santa Ana is is very diverse. It is. Far more than some of the other
0: San Clemente. Yes. Right. Way more.
1: And and so um Santa Ana was one of the first cities to legalize?
0: Yes, it's the only one. In all of Orange County. I didn't know that. Yes. Actually, I think as of recently, Costa Mesa just did, like within the last year, like in 2020. Maybe. For recreational. Yes.
1: Which is a boon for Santa Ana.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's great. Also, Costa Mesa and Santa Ana border each other. So that can be, that'll be a thing. Like, you know. Right. That little area will be. So popping. if I'm going to
1: Irvine, I'm probably now just going to Costa Mesa for yes. my stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And can Santa Ana deliver?
0: Can anybody deliver? Anybody can deliver if it's in your city's regulations. Oh. So the city has to approve it first and then the state. So if I live in
1: Irvine, I'm at the mercy of that city.
0: Yes. Well, yes. I mean, you can, the way around it, I think, is registering in Santa Ana and then, you know, being based or whatever in Irvine. Okay. If that makes
1: sense. I mean.
0: There's a lot of little things, you know. That's the other benefit.
1: That's the other benefit of being 54. I've never had a problem getting pot. Totally. You know? And so, like, all these weird regulations are just, like, who are you trying to impress with these regulations? Or who are you trying to apologize or or say, hey, we're not that city that's, we're not a druggy city. Oh, really?
0: Oh, really? What city isn't? (laughs) For real. You know? Yes.
1: Um, Okay. Let's let's talk real quick about the L.A. um, I want to call her the weed czar. Is she still over there, the black lady?
0: Yes, yes. Oh, what's her name? Cat Packer.
1: There you go. Cat mm-hmm. Packer, to me, is a very interesting person. And I I, I want to put her on the line of villains. Should I?
0: It's this, hard to say. This is why.
1: You're a public servant who doesn't give interviews.
0: Oh my god. You're a pot czar Literally, who won't though. tell us if you smoke pot. When I was at High Times, I tried to interview her On three separate occasions and she either never responded, said no, or just like, would be like, oh yeah, let's schedule something. And then, or her people would, it was never me talking to Kat. That's
1: shady, right?
0: It feels weird. I would, I would, to give her the benefit of the doubt, LA's market is crazy. Right. It is. It's the biggest market. Yep. Partly like it's the biggest market in California. Also potentially in the United States as of right now. And so she's slammed and there's like seven of them trying to handle all the chaos of what LA's market is. So in that regard, I'm like, okay, I get you're busy, but also, why aren't you giving interviews? Why doesn't anybody know you? You're supposed like we're supposed to know you. It'll be better for everybody, including yourself, if we all know who you are.
1: And and it's and and she can probably say, Well, these people have an agenda. Everybody's got an agenda.
0: She's got an agenda. Right. We've all got agendas. And and part of the
1: conversation can be, we're overwhelmed here. You, Absolutely. You think the cops are
0: keeping asking for money? Absolutely We need the money too. Absolutely. That's part of that's part of the deal. Absolutely. I think that she got burned in an interview. One. One. And that's why she stopped. I think.
1: Black people are supposed to have thicker skin than this. <laughs>
0: right? I mean,
1: one God. interview pissed if, you off.
0: I mean, if you are working in a government body, yeah, you got I mean, it's gonna happen. you gotta you also gotta keep showing up. Right? You gotta keep showing up. And, like
1: journalists don't ever get slammed by people. Oh, God, come on, totally. Come on. So, um, but we're both Christians.
0: We are Christians. Are you a Christian? Well, I am a Christian, technically. Well, I'm Catholic, I guess. But am I? <laughs> Do you pray at night? Um. Well, I pray, well, I meditate, which oh. I guess is kind of the same thing. I don't pray to like Jesus per se. I mean, I say what's up every now and then. Do yeah. Like he's the homie. I mean, he's a homie to all the other, you know, people in the sky floating around. <laughs> so you don't go to church at all? Not anymore.
1: When was your last time?
0: that's a great question <laughs> that's a great question it was that long ago it was that long ago
1: catholic churches are the prettiest churches
0: yeah i'm mad i'm like forever mad at the catholic church oh yeah so
1: i was raised catholic
0: yeah i went oh, to the vatican you know.
1: oh I, I was at the vatican and they charged me 20 dollars for a roll of film <laughs> in the 80s where wow. 20 dollars meant something wow yeah i mean and i was like little did i know that was the tip of the iceberg
0: right <laughs>
1: so, yeah, I'm super mad at them.
0: Yeah, I'm mad at them.
1: I, I like new Pope though.
0: New Pope, New Pope is way better. Yeah, yeah, he's better, but he's still not great. No Mm-mm. which is like he's anti, I mean he's anti-gay. Yeah. and I can't be a part of that. right. I just can't. I mean, he has better views on uh, climate change. and he's like pushing people who are traditionally like anti climate change, you know, to be m- more progressive in that regard. But, and but that's one thing like it's great that you're cheering for the environment here pope but like you're also against gay people getting married you think it's a sin fuck off dude <laughs> Plants. Yes.
1: You have a tattoo Plants. of a mushroom I on, do. on your side. I do. And super cute.
0: Thank you. And one of my
1: interviews of Venice was this wonderful Italian woman who kind of hung out with mafia people in New York, moved to Venice. She calls the beach her church. She, oh, she was the one that was with all of the normal people.
0: Oh, right. That's right.
1: And so she's like, um, I want to legalize shrooms now. And I'm like, do you do them? She's like, not really. She's just into freedom. Yeah, cognitive freedom. What should we know about? I feel like mushrooms are maybe the safest drug to take. Am I wrong?
0: No, you are not wrong. They are definitely the safest drug to take. In fact, there have been less hospitalizations from mushrooms than even cannabis. Because cannabis sometimes, you know, when you eat like a 300 milligram edible or something and people have to go in the ambulance because they think they're dying. That's, I guess, considered a hospitalization or something, but right. um, and it's counted like that. But less that has happened on, less for people on mushrooms than even cannabis. So
1: I feel like there, if you get caught with mushrooms, that's very bad. It is bad. Like, is it a felony?
0: Yeah. Well, yes, you'll get in trouble.
1: Like major trouble.
0: Yes, especially if you get caught with more than like an eighth, which really isn't that many mushrooms.
1: So your tattoo was kind of like the the mushroom was like kind of the size of your finger your your, yeah. your pointer finger. Mm-hmm. How many is that an eighth? You need probably two of those guys, right?
0: Um, to make an eighth. I would say that you probably need like three or four, maybe three you of those guys. Just, yeah, three of your tattoos. Yeah, probably, depending on you know the like weight of it. But we'll we'll say we'll say that it has like good weight.
1: The last time I did shrooms, I was shroomed. You were shroomed. These the. the, the I was working at that weed store for one day. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And before I got the job, I was at her house. Mm. And we're just drinking, smoking, having a good time. And all of a sudden, this hand reaches from behind me and shoves mushrooms in my mouth. Oh, my God. And I had made a deal with Jesus that I wasn't going to do any psychedelics after my last (laughs) bad trip (laughs) of 15 years ago.
0: Okay. Yeah, for sure.
1: And all of a sudden, it's in my mouth. And I'm like, I want these people to like me, I want them to trust me because I'm going to be around. Garbage bags of pot, garbage bags of
0: cash, For which we'll sure. get into in a second. Yeah, yeah.
1: I want them to trust me. This sounds like this is a test. It's just shrooms.
0: How bad could it be? And so,
1: <laughs> so because my bad trips were on acid, not on shrooms. Oh, interesting. And, um, and so I chewed them. And when I noticed that they were all looking away from me, I spit it out in my hand <laughs> and put it in my pocket.
0: That's hilarious. But
1: enough had gotten in me that I was able to stay up all night.
0: Okay. Which is one reason I love shrooms. I love shrooms too. Because I reason. do want to
1: party with everybody and I don't want to do Coke, which we'll talk to it talk about at the end. What is it about shrooms that makes you alive at night?
0: man the magic of psilocybin it's just magic it's the magic of psilocybin and the other uh compounds that are in it as well and it just makes you alive it makes you absolutely alive i wish i had a science, more scientific you know description of it but yeah it's the it hits the serotonin receptors and the serotonin recept this are our, our brains where the serotonin receptors are are magic
1: I wish you guys could be here. She's smiling. She's got a beautiful <laughs> smile. She is smiling talking about this.
0: I love mushrooms.
1: I heard that it was that mushrooms and acid are are a poison. And when the, the body sees this poison, it fights it. It does. And that fight creates this other thing that picks us up and makes us see these trails. The, the brain is reacting because they're trying to fight this poison. Did I... Did I hear that right?
0: I, it is definitely a poison and our bodies do respond by trying to fight it. That's why there's nausea. That's why our bodies try to, you know, get it out. Pretty right. Much. But, um, yeah, all of that, all of that though is happening like in our brains and in our stomach, like, uh, our serotonin receptors, our, the receptors that respond to psilocybin and baosteicin and the other, uh, alkaloids in mushrooms.
1: There you go with this fancy vocabulary (laughs) again, but but it's important to know those. It is because when you want to talk about it educationally, or I don't even know if that's the right word. It is as a smart person, you need the real words.
0: You need the words. Yeah, I mean it helps with the education. I just like like you said, it helps with the education educating other people on what's going on when you take mushrooms for sure. And there's a lot going on that we still don't know. We know about psilocybin. That's the most popular compound in mushrooms that's like what we all think of as the trippy compound but yeah. actually when we eat it it's psilocin first actually yeah our bodies yeah our bodies change it into psilocybin oh Mm-hmm.
1: so we're part of the problem
0: yeah and then psilocybin happens and then we're like wow <laughs>
1: Do you have any rules for people doing psychedelics? Because here's my rules: never talk to cops. For sure. Don't look at mirrors. It kind of, it, it kind of. Uh, I'm I'm impressed that you have a mirror. I guess pretty girls have mirrors though.
0: I looking in the mirror can be can is it depends on the person. It's, You've it's, looked at
1: mirrors on on shrooms and acid.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: What did you see?
0: Um. Well, a couple times. I on mushrooms I've looked in the mirror and it's like the I like see myself for how I feel about myself if that makes sense so sometimes I've looked in the mirror and I've you know I feel radiant and I see radiant and I'm like wow this is great like this is beautiful I love myself you know kind of thing in like a in like a self-love kind of way Right, right. not in like a oh I'm hot shit yeah which by the way <laughs> so what Yeah, it's definitely like a how I like I'm seeing how my heart is kind of thing. And and other times other times when I've been, you know, maybe going through shit or whatever, my shadow kind of, you know, is very uh, dominant in those moments or I'm feeling depressed or I'm feeling like, I don't know, something's going on with my parents or my family or whatever. You know, I've seen uh, like things where I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like, I don't know, I'm not going to look at the mirror, (laughs) not going to look at the mirror or like, you know, uh, maybe part of my like mouth will be like (laughs) twisting down a little bit. I'm like, Oh, okay. Avoiding the mirror.
1: (laughs) So my rule is no mirrors, no cops and always have a buddy.
0: Always have a buddy.
1: Are there any other rules that should be on
0: that list? Uh, yes. Set and setting. You have to pay attention to your set and setting with with psychedelics that's how you can ensure that you're not going to have a bad trip or you're just going to lessen the bet ba- or lessen the opportunity so for if a we're bad in trip. a venice apartment mm-hmm.
1: don't go outside maybe if you're if you're peeking
0: it depends you know start i would say start inside start inside and make sure that you have all the things that you would possibly need snacks Ample water. Right. If you like to smoke weed, have your weed. Uh, have g- the guitars out. Have um, flowers around if that's what makes you feel good. Yeah. Have things to draw or, you know, your music pick out your music beforehand, make a playlist. So, you know, things that'll kind of make you feel good. Or if you need to change the vibe because you think you're feeling weird, you turn on the jams and you're like, oh yeah, this is, whoa, whoa.
1: And maybe some fluffy blankets. Exactly. A robe.
0: Exactly, exactly. Yes, pillows, blankets, Yeah. uh, nature documentaries, (laughs) having all of the things, yeah. But you know, sometimes you're like, oh, I want to leave the house. I want to go to the beach. Let's fucking go. And then, you know. Be, Whatever. For
1: sure, have a buddy though for that.
0: Uh, yes, especially in Venice.
1: God bless this this beach, but this is the trippiest. Talk about haunted, probably also incredibly haunted. And I don't even believe in that stuff, but I believe it there. That's why I love Venice. Anything goes here.
0: It is wild. I've seen the craziest shit out on the beach at like midnight here. I can't even. Everything from like a man sitting in his underwear in a in a beach chair with a fishing pole (laughs) at like midnight just like very serious like just in his underwear fishing from yeah from from the shore it was bizarre it was so weird i was like spying on him through the rocks with my boyfriend and we were like what is that man doing like maybe we shouldn't be here (laughs) um and then you know we've seen people having sex on the beach God god bless them everyone was out it was like a full moon I don't know I mean they were they were under the trance of the full moon obviously but like everyone could see them they were not hiding
1: <laughs> can you hear the drum circle from here
0: um I if you step outside yes oh that's nice yeah we could hear it yesterday
1: so if you want to hear it you can
0: yes that's good yeah
1: do you like that sound
0: I do yeah 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 I've, I've been a few times it's I mean it's definitely something to do especially if you have someone in town you know that's a good a good thing to go do
1: Lamar Odom. Mm. we did, did we email each other about this? We did. Are you familiar with this
0: treatment that he's taking? It's, he's doing the ketamine treatment. Yes. Yes.
1: So is that Special K? It is. When people talk about Special K. Yes. So Lamar Odom, for those of you who don't know, is a really lovable basketball player who originally came up with the Clippers, ended up with the Lakers. I don't know if he married one of the Kardashians. I think they were just dating. I think so, too. And I don't know all the Kardashians' names. Is, is that Courtney? Or Chloe? Okay. So Lamar Odom, basketball star, mm-hmm. was addicted to candy earlier in his career. And so when I was at the LA Times and we wanted an interview with him, I would send over some candy along with the note saying, I want this blogger to interview you. It
0: worked. Oh my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's hilarious.
1: But as time went on, he became addicted to lots of crazy things, including sex addiction.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, almost died in Vegas. And the way that he is treating, I guess one of the ways that he's treating it is through ketamine legally in. Is this a Beverly Hills doctor or somebody
0: like that? There are. I mean, maybe for him, I'm not exactly sure. I don't know who his doctor is, but there are legal ketamine clinics around the United States now, specifically in New York, Chicago, LA, I'm sure of San Francisco as well, but they have legal ketamine clinics where you can go and they have different administration methods. So you can get it in different ways. Um, but yeah, you basically go in, you sit in a chair, a fluffy plush chair, <laughs> and then they hook you up somehow and then you get your treatment. And people say that you, you listen to music, you don't get to choose the music, it's like, you know, specific for your treatment. And then, you know, you kind of reap the rewards of going into a K-hole and coming back.
1: Have you been in a K-hole?
0: I have not been in a K-hole. I don't, for me, I don't really understand ketamine. It's like not for my, my me. I don't know why I'm I'm like into people who are into it right you know I'm like very fascinated by the whole like weird music world that exists around ketamine whoa so interesting
1: I didn't know there was a set thing I didn't either uh I have been in a nitrous hole before oh have you
0: no I no I haven't I haven't you've but, never done nitrous I've actually never done nitrous I don't think it's all that yeah right I, that's kind of how I feel about ketamine, a little bit. I or just maybe I haven't done the right ketamine. I don't know. I've done it three times, and I still am like, eh, I don't know. It just,
1: do you think you are resisting?
0: I'm open to it. Okay. I'm totally open to it. I just feel like so I'm maybe on, your body just isn't. Yeah. Down. It just doesn't um like register it. It, it. I feel like I'm on a nondescript heavy drug when I do it, and there's nothing to uh like. Def- like there's nothing defined about it that makes me like oh that's why people do ketamine
1: the euphoria never hit
0: not really the, I mean, trippy, I
1: had- the trippy visuals never happened
0: no I mean I had fun I had fun on it also like you know trying to talk to normal people I was like hello everyone uh, hello <laughs> you know like very slow and I was like I don't know What is this? What is this drug?
1: (laughs) That would be funnier for the other person, probably.
0: My boyfriend was laughing. Yes. (laughs) All
1: right. Let's talk uh, uh, about fentanyl, because even though I've got other questions. Yeah, yeah. um, Fentanyl killed a guy here in Venice. I know. He was doing cocaine. Totally normal for L.A. They've been doing cocaine here forever. Forever. (laughs) But now there's fentanyl in it. Yeah. I heard that people are... Uh, putting fentanyl in cocaine dealers are because they want their customers to be more addicted. Is that the story?
0: I think that dealers are putting or cutting fentanyl, cutting cocaine with fentanyl because they want bigger weight. They want more money, basically. And people can't typically like you or me even will look at a bag of coke that's maybe cut with fentanyl and we wouldn't know, you know, and I think that's it's easy
1: Would Snoop Dogg know?
0: Probably not, which is scary. No one really knows. Wow. I know. Also, what's so dangerous about it is that fentanyl tends to kind of clump up. Mm -hmm. And there's something called, I think it's like the chocolate chip cookie theory or something. And when you look at a chocolate chip cookie, you sometimes can see uh, some chocolate chips. But when you bite into the cookie, there are some in there, you know, and you can't really see it, but it's dispersed. You know, these, these chocolate chips are dispersed and that's kind of how fentanyl is within cocaine. So if you're cutting up some lines or you're cutting whatever and you line some up, your two friends might be fine doing it, but then you do it because you got one of the chocolate chips. Yeah. So, so,
1: so the dealers are doing it because fentanyl is cheaper than Coke. Yeah which is also crazy. It sucks. Where is the fentanyl coming from? Is is there a real version of it that is medically good for people?
0: Yes. Yes, there is. It's I mean, it is a regularly used pharmaceutical like for people who are in surgeries. I actually was recently given fentanyl by my doctor when I got my eye surgery like a month ago. And I mean, it's a bummer because in that in in that like container yeah. fentanyl is great there's a use for it and it's important in medicine in western medicine it is very important if i had to undergo my eye surgery without fentanyl in in like in the operating room uh, i would have been in torture. i would have been tortured i would have been completely tortured so it's an anesthesia what do you call it anesthetic it is and i it's an anesthetic and a painkiller was fentanyl what prince died of yes he, he yeah he died from a fentanyl overdose because he thought he bought Vicodin pills that were bootleg, obviously. And, Because um, yeah. he was
1: addicted to Vicodin?
0: Probably. I mean, a Prince. lot of people, I know, I know. A lot of people are addicted to opioids. And like, that's why also like you cannot buy Xanax off the street. Like you cannot buy, not even off the street, like even from your go-to maybe like pill dealer or whatever, or whoever you get stuff from, unless it's coming from a pharmacy, yeah. you can't trust it. So you have to test it. So
1: with fentanyl, is there a way I don't do cocaine? Let's pretend I, that I do.
0: OK, OK. <laughs> Let's pretend
1: that a play Playboy Playmate is like, Tony, you you're my new boyfriend and we do coke now.
0: <laughs> and you're like, great, <laughs> cool.
1: <laughs> is there a way for me to test if there's fentanyl in my cocaine?
0: Yes, <gasps> there is.
1: What is the test?
0: There I think that the best tests are by dance safe, and they create they have created a bunch of different tests to basically test anything that's white and powdery. Um, there's also a specific fentanyl test. It's kind of complicated to follow the directions on the back. like you have to follow the steps step by step directions. Yeah, otherwise the results might come up a little bit. Like wrong, and then you won't really know. Right. Um, but yeah, there are definitely tests out there. You have to follow the directions and test for fentanyl. Everybody should be testing for fentanyl if you are doing anything white and powdery. I am so glad or, to hear. Or crumbly, or anything that comes in a pill. You have to smash it up, and then because a,
1: a dealer could have cut it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm so glad to hear you say that Dan Safe is still around. Oh yeah. Because I used it for ecstasy.
0: Oh yeah. Twenty years ago. Totally.
1: And you. Even then, it was complicated. Yeah. But, I mean, I fancy myself a little bit of a scientist. It was fun. Totally. It was a fun little experiment. Also, I knew that the guy that I was getting it from, because I would had gone to him all through school, and this stuff was
0: just so good. Totally. So, well, also, MDMA 20 years ago was way better and way cleaner than it is now. Really? For the most part. A lot of what we're buying now as ecstasy... Or MDMA isn't ecstasy or MDMA. It will be like MDA, which is sassafras, as they call it, which is close to MDMA, but it's different. And or it's cut with other shit.
1: So because uh, MDMA is just a chemical compound, Mm -hmm. why is it that today's isn't the same as it used to be?
0: That's a great question. I think that it's still being made by the clandestine chemists out there. I think it is, but I just think that it's a lot easier to make other stuff or cut it with other, you know, cut it with other shit, basically. Right. And I think that, yeah, I mean, the in- the integrity of a lot of the drugs now is just shit. It's really? just so bad. Yeah. Right now, they say is like the dirtiest drug market we've ever had here in the United States and around.
1: So for sure, t- test your stuff.
0: Yes, totally.
1: For sure, research where you're getting Even your dabs.
0: Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yes. I mean, even just, I don't know, this is a controversial statement, but I would say that even with legal dabs, just you have to know what you like and what you're okay with. For me personally, I don't like solvents in my dabs. I would rather have it be a solventless dab, which means that, you know, I don't want uh, any sort of chemical touching the cannabis to then make the extract. Right. I want it to be just the extract itself, which you can do through heat. You can do through other various ways. Yeah. But yeah, I like, I don't want ethanol touch it, like, you know, shaking up the plant and then, you know, getting the extract from there. So I, yeah, I have a preference.
1: So here in Venice, uh, the, the, the big, the big place to get your, your, the, the pot,
0: the pot, <laughs> <laughs> the grass
1: is medmen. men. That's what made me stammer. I don't want it. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to give them love, but they're there.
0: They're there. There's, They've billboards. There's, there's two here oh in Venice. I know.
1: So, so this jazz guy I interviewed said he's like, "No, man, I don't go there. I go to the Green Goddess."
0: Oh, shout out to the Green Goddess. Have you been to the Green Goddess? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Do you agree with his recommendation? I would definitely go to the Green Goddess over MedMen any day, or the Rose Collective. Okay. Yeah, or the Green Dot over medmen all of day. those
1: are here in venice
0: yeah they're around green dots on lincoln rose collectives on rose obviously
1: is green dot like pink dot where they'll deliver
0: they do deliver yeah
1: okay and we should trust these kind of places we can trust them okay yeah Okay, let's can we talk real quick about the benefits of being the editor in chief of Mary Jane? Sure. You probably your your mailbox because when I was at the LA Times, I really um, I was jealous of people like uh, uh, Caroline, who was uh, um, Caroline Kellogg, who was the books editor because she just had books everywhere that were great. Um, Randy Lewis had records everywhere. You probably have just boxes that you haven't even opened, I'm hoping. Oh my God. Of just beautiful little canisters of, of eights of designer
0: pot. It's true. I definitely do. The cannabis industry has been very good to me. They, I don't ever have to buy weed, which is a blessing in this life. You know, do they
1: offer you to fly to exotic places to do little Um, junkets?
0: I have through work. Through yeah. like Mary Jane, I have, and through when I was at High Times I did. Uh I when I was at High Times I went to BC, Vancouver. I mean BC bud is a fucking real thing. It is. It's a real thing. Their weed is good. Yeah. And also not their legal weed. <laughs> not their legal weed. Their their illicit market. Their traditional market weed. So it's just like It's better, better.
1: Oh, it's better to get it from the Hells Angels in Vancouver.
0: Basically. Yeah. Or, you know. So I shouldn't. The people who know the
1: next time I, because I love Canada.
0: Oh, it's so good. The
1: next time I go to Canada, I should not buy the legal weed.
0: Uh, I mean, yeah. In my opinion, it's, okay, it's going to be a lot more. It's going to be a lot more expensive. It's also the quality is a little bit drier than yeah. the stuff that I was getting anyway. Because it
1: had to go through all of the stupid steps.
0: Yeah. The red tape. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the BC bud that I had was excellent i'm trying to think of the person's name who i was with when i was uh when i was smoking but But it was was great
1: those kind of junkets the LA times were frowned upon because they didn't want to well they said you can go but the paper has to pay for it because we don't want to seem like
0: sponsored content right yeah
1: we're we're gonna have to talk about cbd okay i heard it's nonsense
0: i like cbd really yeah i like cbd
1: but you mix it with thc
0: In general, I mix it with THC, but sometimes I consume CBD alone, like by itself and I can, I can feel it, but I, there's a difference between hemp CBD or just hemp versus hemp from the cannabis plant, the cannabis, the marijuana plant, the plant that gets you high. Yeah. Yeah. There's a difference. And people often are buying CBD products that are just isolated CBD. And that's not how CBD works. CBD needs the other cannabinoids like THC and CBDa and THCa and THCV and needs the other cannabinoids in order for it to work. So. Otherwise, it's nonsense. Otherwise, it's not really going to work.
1: Do you have a CBD uh, product that you want to give love Ooh, to?
0: Ooh, that's a great question. Because there's so many. Out I know. There. You know it's true. It's,
1: okay, so there's not anything that just pops onto your mind. So, so your, your advice, though, is it's got to have a little THC on it.
0: Um, full spectrum hemp, full spectrum CBD. It has to be that. If it's not that, then forget it.
1: You have been fantastic.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Mary. You too.
1: This has been just a dream come true on many, many levels. And I hope that this is um, educational for the people because that's what this is really meant to be.
0: Totally. Yes. I hope hope everybody has learned something. (laughs) And welcome back to Venice. Thank you.
1: How great was Mary? You know who else just makes our hearts and our lungs and our eyeballs all tingly? Our Patreons, who are the 420 of our heart. When you stoke us, you're saying, Tony, Jordan, here's an edible. Here's a Snoop Dogg CD. Here's a PuffCo Pro Vaporizer for your ass. Every buck you hand over is helping us keep this insane project rolling, so shout out to our Patreons. Nancy Rommelman, Allie Miller, Sean Atlow, Matt Mills, Sean Wallace, Greg and Molly, Jamie Taylor, George Wright, Mark Johnson, Kira Ann, Barney Grinke, and Ben Welsh. Want to hear your name at the end of next week's show? Go to patreon.com slash hereinLA and give till it hurts. Also, shout out to our Angelinos. To become an Angelino, all you have to do is pay Palace 25 bucks or more, and we will list you on the Here in LA website forever. You'll also be given a number to denote how early you got in to make this dream come to life. For example, Angelino number one is Allie Miller, number two is George Wright, number three, Rita Joanne, number four, Jason Sutter, and number five, Grant Houghton. Just PayPal everything you got to busblog at gmail.com. Wanna support us, but you've, uh, you know, you're, you ain't got it? You, I got it. You can still help. Post your favorite episode on your Facebook page. Tweet your favorite episode. Tweet this episode. Tweet all the episodes. Tell your friends. Tell them how Here in L.A. is spelled and that it's on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Google. Here in L.A. is produced by myself, Tony Pierce, and Mr. Green Thumb, Mister Green Thumb, Jordan Katz. Editing, mixing, and music supervision by Jordan Katz. Songs by Oregon and Jordan Katz. As you can tell, we're going to every neighborhood in L.A. Venice is now in the books. There are... 230 more to go the next one is Los Feliz if you know somebody as cool as Mary, check that half as cool as Mary because that's going to be tough who either lives or works in Los Feliz have them write to me at Tony at TonyPierce.com special thanks to Cindy for creating the logo, Jen Adams for inspiring me, and to Allie and Katie who made friends with Mary and thus helped introduce us Puff Puff Puff, pass. Pass!